Now is kind of a way to go. I'm thankful you're well. You're listening to Gino. If you're tuning in for the first time today, Gino is a Seneca word for music or song. I'm your host, Brett Maybe, and each week we take a listen to some amazing music from different indigenous artists from across Turtle Island. For the next hour, you're invited to pull up a chair, grab your beverage of choice, enjoy the music and the chat. Having the Dene Brothers Sister Band See Hassan on the show has been a yearly summer tradition since 2017. Very few people I've encountered are able to live in two worlds as naturally and profoundly as Janita and Clayson Benali. For today's listening, we'll be discussing their latest single, We the People, which was commissioned as a part of the American Music Abroad program. We'll also be listening to tracks from their debut album, Never Surrender, and their sophomore release, Fight Like a Woman. And kicking things off today is a song that reminds us that we are, in fact, strong together. Turn it up and sing along. Asaranodan, you're listening to Gaina. We can, we will, we are strong together. We can, we will, we are strong together. We can, we will, we are strong together. together 
together from Seahawks and Fight Like a Woman, opening up today's episode of Gyno. If you're just now tuning in, it's your host, Brett, maybe checking in with you. And as I was explaining a little bit in the introduction, my conversation with Clayson and Janita Benali has become a tradition of sorts. And I look forward to our time together every summer. So uh, for the new listener out there, just bear in mind that you can count on this like you can count on taxes and things of that nature as well. Uh, in all seriousness, though, happier. <laughs> yeah, much, <laughs> much happier, much happier. Oh, good day to you guys. How are you both doing today? Doing so good. It's good to hear your voice. It's good to be on the airwaves and be part of your community. So, yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, greetings, everyone. Yeah, this is something that I know myself. I look forward to, to talking with you and sharing in our adventures and our stories and catching up and seeing what's happening out in your, your part of the world as well. I know we're West, I guess, Southwest and the Net Nation. And it's always so beautiful going out in your part of the world, just the green, the water, the amount of, the amount of water. That's something that is always incredible to, to us desert folk out here. You guys are blessed out there. I certainly think we take it for granted as well. So, you know, I appreciate that reminder for us to be mindful of, of some of these natural resources as well, you know. And as as always, um, just one of the many reasons that I love talking with you guys is uh, you're so rooted in the traditional understandings of the Diné people. And uh, not only do you understand but you you live this life and i always feel like you know every time we get done with our conversations that old world becomes a little bit more animated and we're breathing life into it and we're building you know this this reemergence together and uh, it's just once again such an honor so uh, for the new oh, listener thank you. Uh, well for the new listener out there who may not be familiar with you guys i was wondering if we could just do short introductions sure hey there yet hey everyone to a janita benali yanisha my name is janita I am born uh, to the Red Coat people, the Russian people, I'm born for the Bitterwater people, and the wandering people, the ones that, that came back, those are my paternal grandparents, Otto. Polish Holyaki Dashuche, the ones that they call the Polish people, are my maternal grandparents. I'm originally from Black Mesa, Arizona, on the Navajo Nation. Um, but I also uh, reside in beautiful Flagstaff, Arizona, on our traditional homelands, not reservation lands, but our traditional homelands as well. In this way, I identify as a Navajo woman. Oh, shit, though. Clayson Bernal, I dashed it to Janet. 
My name is Clayson, and my sister was explaining, yes, this is my sister, my older sister, so Probably we are a matriarchal, so. <laughs> matriarchal society, so that's Mihinat Ani, our leadership, traditionally. So she introduced our clan system as the Neh, more people commonly know us as Navajo, but out here in the Southwest, we're in, based in Arizona, originally from Black Mesa, but we're here by our sacred mountain in the of the West, Dakota Sleet, by Flagstaff, Arizona. So uh, part of our traditional way is just identifying our clans, who we come, how we came to be on this, this planet, or each of those clans identifies, or there's a lot to it, our, our history, and from right. our mother's side, our father's side, all that lineage, and it's just how we always identify ourselves and acknowledge not just ourselves, but our connection to the earth. So those are, I think, important. You know, I think people are coming together more and talking about land acknowledgement, but we also have to remember that our connection to the land is sacred. It's something that goes way back, and just in this way of identifying our clans, it shares the whole history of, of who we are as a people and that journey and how we came to be here. And it's also important to identify our clans because it's how we identify our relationship with each other. Um, you know, we we are, um, even though we're in these different communities, different nations, um, different, you know, lingual groups, um, whatever it may be, or however it may be that we are all still related and we find those relationships through our clan system even if we are distant. It's profound to me to just really sit back and understand how much information you just conveyed, not only to me, but to the audience out there. And in that process of reaffirmation, we continue each time to deepen that relationship within the clan system, within the land itself. And again, I feel like that is the very essence of what I walk away from our conversations feeling like when I when I reference what I was saying, like, you know, we seem to animate that old world and we see that reemergence of it. To me, that's a that's a beautiful process to be a part of, you know, and and I can't thank you guys enough for uh, helping me to understand just how relevant and just how important it is in the modern world. You know, there are obviously those, even within indigenous communities right now, who think that nah, it's irrelevant and a thing of the past. But no, this is super important. And you guys embody that and, and kind of always have yeah, in your art. Thank you. You know, and I think it's it's also really important for us to to remember that we're not distant mm-hmm. from our ancestral world that for from our ancestors that um that we we physically physically carry on that heartbeat mm-hmm. like going all the way back to the beginning of creation like that heartbeat was born um or was started to grow when it came to life within um our mother's womb which was within her grandmother's womb which was in her you know going all the way back so so we we still carry on that heartbeat, and it's never stopped. You know, we carry that on through the breath that that we intake. You know, my my father, our our, our father, Joan Spinelli, has always said, 
that as human people, we haven't changed much. We just, it's our mind, our thought process that thinks that we've changed. But we still need clean air to breathe. We still need clean water to drink. We still need healthy foods to eat. And this is just the same as our ancestors. Yeah, it just ties directly with our earth and that we've never lost that connection. A lot of people feel disconnected from you know their ancestry, from the roots or all those elements of the earth, but it's still part of us. It has never left us. You know, those those are things that we've required daily and we're still connecting and actively breathing, actively you know, if you're not breathing you got some problems, some <laughs> issues, but <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like this really gets to the root of, uh, I guess, the philosophical nature behind Sihasan. Of course, it's a concept in the Diné language that uh, signifies hope and obviously a lot more than that. But really, you are reminding people regularly of that nature, yeah? Absolutely. All of our songs, we, we love to have dialogue you know, thought-provoking ideas, concepts, whether it's politics of the heart, politics that we're all, are critical issues that are on the forefront that we need to, to effectively change or engage in, you know, from voting all the way through to, you know, like the last song, Strong Together, you know, looking at the Black Lives Matter movement, looking at, you know, Indigenous Lives Matter, all these these realities that our communities are faced with how do we change and, and better that for our future generations you know we we like to, to engage the listener with our music and give them some try to give them hope you know that's and give them inspiration and strength and energy to to try to do something about it that's completely you know the embodiment of Hassan is that we hope to inspire people to do what they can, you know, even in in any kind of capacity, small, big, whatever you can to make this world a better place, you know, a more respectful and harmonious place, not just for us, but for our future generations. And so, you know, certainly I do hope that, that our music um, in a way activates people to uh you know, it inspires their humanity. Uh, this is a message I think that is particularly, especially important for future generations, especially as we find ourselves in a bit of a scorched earth right now. If you're just now tuning in, you're listening to Gyno. I'm your host, Brad Maybe, and I am joined on the line with Janita and Clay and Benali, the brother-sister duo that make up the punk rock indigenous band C. Hassan. Uh, we're going to get right back into the music. We have a lot more to talk about today, and especially their brand new single that was released at the beginning of July. We're going to save that for this next block, uh, but we're going to jump around a little bit at this point. So coming at you right now is one from C. Hassan's debut album. The album's called Never Surrender, and the track is Scorched Earth. We'll be right back to talk after one from Charlie Lowry. Turn it up and sing along. You're listening to Gyno. <laughs> Breathe. 
Yourself. 
And you're listening to Gyno on Native Voice One.
Charlie Lowry's Brown Skin, one of Janita Benali's recommendations today. If you're just now tuning in, I am joined on the line with this brother-sister duo of the band Seahawson. Uh, we had a great conversation thus far, and I always encourage you to go check out the archived podcast version online at gynomusic.fm. Now, getting back into our conversation today, uh, we talked a little bit about what Seahawson embodies, this concept of hope and how important it is to remember our nature and and we're not specifically, you know, singling out or just talking about indigenous people, but our human nature, our human connections to the earth wherever we are. Uh, that is something that Clayson and Janita always encourage their audiences. And I've seen them at various venues. And uh, again, these messages are so vital for this kind of um, this rough patch that we seem to find ourselves in the earth right now. Uh, so at this time, though, I mean, as often is the case when we get into these conversations, we get lost in them. And <laughs> I'm looking at the time right now, and, I, and I'm kind of feeling like we can just hop right into uh, what this next song that people are going to be hearing is all about. The track is called We the People. It was released on Independence Day. It was part of an initiative and a grant, and I was hoping you guys could give me a little bit of the specifics on how this song came to be. Absolutely. Thank you. But, so we were actually selected by American Music Abroad, which is this incredible organization that works with the State Department to utilize music as diplomacy. And um, normally with American Music Abroad, artists would go to different countries and collaborate with artists from from those countries and such and work on building diplomatic relations. Um, and right now, because of the pandemic, it's all online, so it's virtual. So we were asked by American Music Abroad as a kind of a debut to create a, well, not to create a song, actually, to uh, to play a song for Independence Day, a song that, um, you know, a typical Fourth of July Independence song that uh, that you hear at parades and such, and and as I was um, as I was going through kind of the catalog of of all the songs that that people normally sing on Independence Day, I said, you know, this uh, it plays, and we 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 had this discussion about how a lot of the songs that are considered patriotic are non-reflective of indigenous people or mm. even people of color that you know these these are songs that 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 don't truly recognize and represent we the people mm. you know they represent a history that um, of a history that's not a good history a history that that we're still working so hard to tell you know it, history is always um, you know, as people say, written by the victors of war, but um, as people that have never been conquered, yes, we, as Indigenous people, we have faced so much. We faced a lot of trauma, but we also have a lot of resilience and a lot of beauty. And so, I thought it was really important that we write our own song. And and it's kind of funny because I I, I was like, there's no way they're gonna American Music Abroad is gonna <laughs> go for this. I mean, here's the thing: is that 
our song, We the People, and our music video premiered in all of the American embassies throughout the world. That's wow. 163 embassies in the world. Hmm. And I just kept thinking, I'm like, you know, how wonderful this moment is that in the past, uh, you know, I don't want to get too political, but I can't help it. <laughs> in the past <laughs> presidency, I wouldn't have been able to have said that this, these songs are non-reflective of people of color. Mm. These, non, these songs are non-reflective. You know, I don't feel like they represent the true roots sure. of our uh, democratic foundation. And, and American Music Abroad listens. The State Department listened, and they said, okay, go ahead and write your own song. And um, we just actually got an email from them the other day saying that it that we the people was their their top two performing wow. um, videos and um, for the Fourth of July. So yeah, they were very proud of the performance and the work that we put into it and the, the energy and thoughtfulness. That was How amazing. incredible to to get that feedback for yeah. me personally too. Like when we looked at writing this song, there was a whole process of what are the elements that we feel that need to be addressed? And when we're looking at patriotism as an indigenous person, as a native person, you know, you go, especially to our reservation and community, we have the code talkers and that pride that, you know, I, I, I hate using the word pride. I like, I prefer words like dignity, you mm. know, because pride can, can have so many negative connotations. Sure. But how do we talk about, you know, and do something that's uplifting because we live in a nation and a world that is extremely divided. You know, we, we, when we even talk about democracy, people see it now as red and blue. Mm. There's this dividing line right down the middle. And I know in, in discussion, discussing the song, it's like we have to honor and acknowledge and start from the beginning of democracy. Where is that seed? Where does that come from? And how do we incorporate that into the song? And we're like, we we have to include the word Haudenosaunee. We have to write about its true foundation. And part of the, the words are just um, uh, the Haudenosaunee formed the seed that branched the tree of democracy. You know, then acknowledging and honoring the code talkers and the contributions that Native Indigenous people have made to secure the well-being, even though, you know, we were persecuted and there was genocide. You know, the word is genocide. There's no going around it, no ends, this or but. Genocide was committed and is still, in many ways, those policies are still in place that are impacting our communities. You saw that reflected with COVID-19. We see that reflected in, you know, just the, the challenges in bettering our communities or families and, you know, the disparities that we face. Yes, those are all part of it. But, you know, coming back full circle, you know, what is democracy and what is its foundation and how do we ensure that that element, you know, gets acknowledged in a patriotic song? <laughs> right. So and it, it, but it's also fun... empowering, too. Well, sure. Oh, sorry, yeah. Clayson. Because it, we the people, like, I was driving in my community and I saw, a, a, you know, a very conservative individual with their Trump stickers and, not to say that word, but I'm just describing the vehicle as I saw it. 
you know, the Confederate flags, all that. And I saw we the people written in bold letters on the side. And I thought, how could somebody appropriate, Mm -hmm. take something that is meant for all, you know, the concepts of democracy, it doesn't just belong to, to one group or to some, you know, this is something that's recognizing the rights of all people, you know, whether you're a migrant or where you come from, whether you're a citizen or not, you know, those are, there's still rights that are inalienable for all. So when we sat down to write this, that I was like, this is the title to me. I have the, this is what the song is going to be about because you're taking that and reclaiming it, taking ownership. Of we, the people, this is the time and it needs to be done. Exactly. It's, it's, you know, we hope to inspire and empower people to recognize that we are the people, that that we are democracy, that we have the power to shape and change the policies that exist, that we have that power to create new legislations, that we have that power to change old le- legislations, that, that we, the people, are rooted in here in, you know, in this beautiful land that that we are privileged to call home, you know, and, and I'm not saying that we're privileged because of symbols or icons, but we're privileged because we look around at each other. We look around at the diverse population that exists here. We look around at the beautiful landscapes, at our sacred places that exist. We look around and we see that connection, and at least I hope that we can see that connection and that we can be empowered to say, we the people, we the people are all. We're not just some, like my brother said, it's not an exclusive group that celebrates, um, you know, symbols, but that we celebrate our diversity, that we celebrate each other and we celebrate the resilience and the beauty, the beauty within each other. Just like uh, Woody Guthrie's This Land is Your Land is still being sung nearly 100 years later, I foresee this song right here being sung 100, 200 years down the road as well. So at this time, listeners, perk up your ears and listen to this one. It's We the People, C. Hassan's brand new single released on Independence Day. You're listening to Ghana.
Ohio. There was a Cree and a Sioux and a Navajo and a Rapaho and a Hopi Ohio. We were stranded, snowbound. Hey ho, well I don't know. Sleeping on the floor like the best of friends, living on tea and odds and ends. Ah, oh, were we lucky? Now it all depends. Tell us, Cordell and me and Norman Brown, sitting around away from town, and me, I'm listening. Hey, oh, big mountain guys, watch the sunrise in your eyes. Taking care of the elders' pride. Hey, hey, Mother Earth. Hey, hey, Father Sky. And me, I have watched it grow. Corporate greed and a lust for gold and coal and oil and rain. Now uranium. Keep the Indians under your thumb. Pray like hell when your bad times come. Hey, rip them up, strip them up, get them with a gun. She was a friend of mine, and in May in the snows of the winter time, we were running across the fields of Indian land, ducking bullets from the guns of a pale man. Oh, oh, oh. woman hunted in the land what did you say about uranium she come to see me one day I was living in a little place in LA she was running from the field of the tailor's touch singing me Lust for gold and coal and oil and hey now uranium. Keep the Indians under your thumb. Pray like hell when your bad times come. Hey, rip them up, strip them up, get them with a gun. Hi, I'm Chelsea June. And I'm Yai. And we're Twin Flames. And you're listening to Gyno with Brett Maybe.
The track you just heard is Until Justice Is Real from Jackson Brown's brand new album released July 23rd. The album is called Downhill From Everywhere, and this particular track happens to be one of Clayson's recommendations today. So again, I thank you both so much for introducing me to music that might have uh, been a little off my radar. A big reason why that I wanted to include this particular track as well has to do with uh, some of the work that you guys have been about. Uh, obviously, things slowed down with the pandemic and uh, you're just now starting to get ready for a mini tour and, and things like that but even despite all of that during that crazy 2020 year you guys did a little bit of collaboration with Jackson Brown and you're going to be doing some stuff in the near future again as well. Well we collaborated for the Verde Valley School Dream Concert and it's a Native American scholarship to this amazing school in Sedona, Arizona, and you know, and and if there's any youth out there who are interested, this is really a, uh, it's a fantastic school, and you know, we take every opportunity, yes, a high school, every opportunity, you know, to further and um, our education and empower our youth. So last year was our first year as the Dream Concert featuring Jackson Brown and um, Calexico, all these amazing artists, and us. And um, and we're doing it again, coming up October 9th. I can't wait to see you guys again. I'm overdue for that as well. I only have one last question, and it's perhaps the most important one. Where can people find you at? So people can find can. us at www com and definitely on social media. Thank you guys so much for all that you tirelessly do. Um, it's always, always an honor to be able to catch up with you, and I can't wait for you guys to join me on Gyno again.
episodes of Gyno. Log on to gynomusic.fm or nv1.org. Also, to discover more music from incredible indigenous artists, be sure to check out the Native Artist Directory at nativeartistdirectory.com.
Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.